Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is up, Z-Pack? It's your boy, ZDogMD, Dr. Zubin Demania, and I'm wearing a coat today because we're talking about some serious, serious stuff, and that is, what can we tell parents who are on the fence about vaccinations, who've been sort of uh, influenced by the fraudulent work of Andrew Wakefield and others and their Lancet paper in 99 that was since withdrawn and he doesn't really practice medicine anymore and should probably be in jail. How do we talk to parents about the falsely proposed link between MMR, measles, mumps, rubella vaccination and autism? So ever since that paper came out, this has been a thought virus, a bad meme that has poisoned public health. And whereas measles had been effectively eradicated from America uh, by, you know, 2000, we now see it resurgent in multiple outbreaks throughout the country. And as you saw from my CME uh, talk on recognizing measles, this is not a harmless disease. This can be a fatal and dis disabling disease. And if you're a supporter of the show, by the way, you can get CE credit for that and future shows. So definitely sign up. That pitch aside, shameless self-promotion, let's get to shameless public health. A brand new study just released, and I was lucky enough to get sent an early uh, review copy of this by the Annals of Internal Medicine editorial staff to check out before it came out. Uh, a new study in Annals basically looked at for the first time, a huge population of 650,000 people in Denmark using Denmark's universal health uh, registry. So there's this national population registry where they can keep track of a lot of stuff for their population. That would of course never fly in the US because everybody here is paranoid crazy about the nanny state, but it works great in Denmark, which has a relatively homogenous, both racially and socioeconomically uh, population. They look at this huge cohort of patients from 1999 to 2010. And what they did that was really different is, first of all, they had the sort of standard prevalence of autism that we're seeing uh, even in the US, which is around one to 1.5%. So in that population, about 6,500 of these children uh, ended up carrying a diagnosis of something on the autism spectrum, Asperger's, et cetera, and they have defined them in the paper. It turns out that there's a Danish psychiatric registry that keeps track of that. So as soon as the diagnosis is made, you can note the age of the child, et cetera, and you can look at their vaccination status. Did they receive the MMR vaccination, which it's standard to get around 15 months for the first shots in Denmark? And did they also have you know, the, the diphtheria, pertussis, et cetera, the other vaccinations prior? So they had all this data, including people who declined vaccinations, and they could then say, okay, was there any association between the MMR vaccination and autism? Now, this has been looked at before in multiple studies and there's never been an association, but the anti-vaxxers kept coming back and saying, but wait a minute, what about in 
children who have risk factors for autism. In other words, they're at risk. Maybe there's something in the MMR. Well, they're saying definitely there's something in the MMR that's triggering these children to develop what they call regressive autism. In other words, they're developing normally and suddenly they stop and there's a delay and the next thing you know, they have a diagnosis of autism. So what about that subgroup? That's not really been looked at properly. Well, uh, yeah, it actually had in smaller studies, but this is the first study where they said, okay, now we have enough numbers it's statistically powerful that we can look at these subgroup analysis and see, is there a statistically significant correlation between MMR and so-called you know, regressive autism in children at risk? And so what are some of the risk factors for autism they looked at? They said, well, what about uh, paternal age, maternal age? Those are correlated with higher risks of autism if those are older. What about head circumference, five-minute APGAR scores, history of smoking in pregnancy, preterm birth? What about a sibling or a relative who has autism? Those are all correlated risk factors for autism. Let's subgroup analyze those patients. What did they find? No correlation between MMR and autism, even in those high-risk patients. Boom. The second thing that the autism, that the uh, anti-vaxxers will often talk about is, well, what about this idea of timing? So regressive autism happens when you give the vaccines and then just shortly thereafter they stop developing. And I bet these cluster and you could see, you know, the effect of the vaccine temporally in time causing this regressive autism. So they looked at that and guess what? Nope, doesn't happen. In fact, the risk of having autism was something like 0.93%. In other words, it was lower if you got vaccinated with MMR than if you didn't. Now, this wasn't statistically significant. In other words, it really just showed that there was no correlation one way or the other, and there could be some biases that it might have made it a little lower. But the bottom line is, guys, the final verdict in a huge cohort study, relative, I mean, it's very difficult to, dif to differentiate bias here because the bias can go both ways in this study. And I read the entire study and went through it before it was released. I can tell you that this is by far the most definitive, convincing population-based evidence in a controlled and predictable population with autism risk factors that vaccination with MMR does not increase the risk of autism. So here's the call to action. I want you to share this video with mothers and fathers and family members and grandparents and people you know on Facebook who are on the fence about vaccinations. We in the medical community try our best to get data when we're presented with challenges to the orthodoxy. And in 1999, there was a challenge to the orthodoxy. MMR may cause autism. Okay, let's look at it. It has been looked at exhaustively. So step one, share this video. Step two, it is time to stop talking about a link between MMR and autism. How much effort and time and money went into this study? that is already looking at something we've looked at before just to shut up the delusional anti-vaxxers. Delusional! These people are threats to public health. They're resulting in the deaths and disability of children from preventable illnesses that we had practically wiped out. And we are spending time and money and breath talking about this still!
still, do you think that the effort we put into this couldn't have been spent in finding out what's actually going on with autism? What's actually causing autism? And actually helping these children instead of rehashing the same old crap because people like Jenny McCarthy and Andrew Wakefield and Del Big Tree and Joe Mercola and Sherry Tenpenny and these people who make money, they make money off of the suffering of parents and children with autism by creating this thing that doesn't exist and then saying, we can help you. They can't. It's time we as a society shamed them into non-existence. All right, I'm glad the study was done because I can rant and rave about how we already know this stuff, but now it's clear. Debate over. There was no debate. It is time we put an end to this. Paul Offit has said, the tipping points come. The anti-vaccine movement, the days are numbered, okay? But it's on us, guys. It's on us to drive the final stake in to this vampire of, of a delusional movement that is harming our children, okay? Okay? I got that off my chest on live Facebook. Probably shouldn't have said half the stuff I said, but I don't care. I'll tell you what we care about children and their health. All right, guys. Become a supporter of the show. <laughs> Hit share. Do your part to improve public health. And we out. Peace. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> and so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, it just really helps the algorithm to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I wanna hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is, Financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.